Hey, what's up, family? Man, I'm in the middle of creating a new episode of Promise You That Podcast, but I just want to ask one question. You mean to tell me you watch all these episodes and if you haven't commented, liked, or subscribed yet? Click the notification bell so every time we upload a new episode of Promise You That Podcast, you will never miss one. And I guarantee you, it'll increase your quality of life. Peace. How the hell is she the damn guest? And she going to be answering the damn phone, y'all. <laughs> I can't even do the interview because she's not even answering the phone. Why? She's going to be all late. She's going to be late for her own funeral. Hey, my bad. <laughs> I have me with the red ladies' room. Nah. You... I have me in the red, too. <laughs> oh, God. I ain't going to mess with you today. <laughs> I had to meet in the ladies' room. Girl, you had to drop the brows off at the Super Bowl. They were the only time they're going to make it to the Super Bowl. They ain't got to go on. Yeah, they catch up with the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> some lows. We gon' see some friends and we gon' see some foes. We gon' be the pimps, get money from these hoes. Just be ready for whatever you know how this shit go. We got to make some paper. You say that every song. But where did I lie? Hey, what up, family? Man, welcome back to another episode of Promise You That Podcast. Well, we can't tell you that the change will happen overnight. But we're progressing, and I can promise you that. Today, we have an amazing guest. She's not only an educator, she's a mother, and she's the life of the party wherever she goes. Guys, you can always find her laughing and in great spirits, but sometimes we all go through things that kind of makes us be a totally different person. Today, we have my auntie, Chris Angela Battle. Man, what's up, auntie? I am Chris Angela. My nickname is Juicy. How oh. y'all doing out there? Bloop, bloop. Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> that guy said bloop, bloop. What, what is the bloop, bloop for? Tell them about the bloop, bloop. <laughs> I am a part of a turtle organization. And um, it's a, for, uh, tur- it's an organization that we build communities and help. Part- we build build partnerships. And we volunteer in different communities by serving our community. Okay, 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 IT. Now, what I want you to do is tell them how long have you been in the childcare field? I've been in the childcare field for about almost 40 years, maybe 45. I started out as a paid worker. Okay. So, what are you currently doing? Right now, I'm currently um, relaxing and I really want to work, but I had to stop working. Back in 2011, I was diagnosed with appendicitis. I couldn't eat nothing. I was throwing up. So I went there, and then um, they sent me back home. They said it was just a bug. But then when I went back, when they, when I went back again, it was emergency surgery. They had to hurry up and save my life. I stopped breathing. They brought me back. So. Um, it's a blessing for me to be here. Oh, how many degrees do you have? I have three. Three. And what are those degrees, is Auntie? I have a, well, let me start off. I have a certification air childhood from a non-technical college. I have a diploma in early childhood education from a non-technical college. I have a social education and from Atlanta um, Technical College. I have a Bachelor of Science, Social Science from Mercer University, and I have a Master's 
in human human resource management from Strail. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna tell you um what this is actually about because I know that you're kind of like, oh, what is this? Um, this is basically trying to get you to a place of um being productive more so. Mm-hmm. Um like I've watched you over the years, Auntie, and the stuff you've been able to accomplish is um is incredible. I mean, for um from the things that I know about you. You understand? Mm-hmm. So I want to encourage you today in order to get back into your passion. Like you don't have to be in the office. Um, you can still encourage kids, you know what I'm saying, from virtually, you know what I'm saying? Because everything is going towards a virtual world. So, I mean, and over that time, I got a chance to know you and to love you and just to see the kind of um, how driven you are um, with the charisma that you have. Um, but I also seen the fact of where you were to a certain degree to where you are now. And I'm like, this is not Chris because I know you so well and I know how driven you are and I know how like well-spoken you are. So it kind of like breaks my heart to a certain extent to, to see you, um, to see you where you are now. And I just don't want you to get to a point that you allow anything to stop you. Uh, because you could have allowed a lot of things to stop you at this point, but I mm-hmm. feel like you kept pushing and that takes mm-hmm. a lot of courage. That take a lot of strength in order to do it when you had nobody really to push you to do the mm-hmm. things you did. Um, so I mean, I, I'm going to reflect on what you said mm-hmm. and which is true. Um, it was right now I find myself mm, within the last three years I've been a little off track I've been a little off balance I'm really now being able to kind of get myself back in motion I'm not where I need to be because I really have so lost. I really have I just and I think I kind of gave up on some things why because I stopped dressing, I stopped. But why I though? You, are you going? Were you like depressed or something? I think I was. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I've I've been in. You know, you can be you've in depression like and not know you're in depression. Mm-hmm. And that's what what's going on. And I really see it now. More than I'm, ever. Like trying to buy myself, and I'm able to see things, and I'm I'm talking to God and I'm reflecting. Yeah, I I am on the stage and I'm I'm praying. And I, I keep saying I got to get myself to where I need to be. You got to, Auntie, because at the same time, you have so, like, never think that you're too old. And that's what the, that mm-hmm. was the point I had to come to, is not mm-hmm. thinking I'm too old in order to evolve and to recreate myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is one of the reasons why I'm like, dang, this is so many people need to hear these messages to mm-hmm. understand, like, when they're really going through something. Because sometimes you're not able just to automatically identify it. When I was going through yeah. depression, auntie, I wasn't able to identify that. I was just like, okay, cool. Because you, I was like, I know I'm not myself, but mm-hmm. we was not brought up in a culture where we was taught to heal. I know my grandmother, mm-hmm. she talked about, you know what I'm saying, the Lord and church and all that kind of stuff. But far as in the healing portion, like we didn't do a lot of that. It was just like, okay, cool. We're going to pray about it. And sometimes mm-hmm. you may need prayer and a therapist, or sometimes you may need to really talk to somebody. And so that way you can talk to them 
with no judgment versus mm -hmm. you talking to somebody and the first thing like well well the bible says and, and i mean mm -hmm. to me personally mm -hmm. it it's like it's something to go it's certain to reference to but I feel like mm -hmm. it shouldn't be the overall conversation every time you have a conversation with somebody. Well, you know, in the Bible, you like, I don't really want to hear that all the time. Like, I want to just hear like some real stuff that can help me. And so, mm -hmm. go ahead, Auntie. I, I think in our culture, uh, I'm just going to say for me, um, me going through what I went through, it's a lot to do with I came out of a. I was I was already probably depressed in the relationship. Yeah. But just want to feel like okay, some man is better than no man, but mm. no no woman ever needs to be to in that, that point. situation. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? And a lot of things I took because I probably felt at the time You couldn't do any better. Yeah, I did at the time. Well, this is the best I could do. Nobody's gonna probably want me because you know what I'm saying? I I endured <laughs> 17 years of, of alcoholic, um, like mental, not physical, but mental abuse for, you know, people talking to you and might saying things out of character that you don't need to hear. Uh, for you, you, you're looking for a partner to build you up, but at the same time, you got a partner that's tearing you down and then you're trying to still help them. You know, I'm just gonna stay where you, you should have walked away, but you did. But I, it took me. 17 years. Mm -hmm. Now, I ain't shame because ain't nobody perfect. We everybody go Everybody go through stuff. And, and there's a lot yeah. of situations where you should have walked away or whatever, yeah. but sometimes we we kind of give people it's the benefit of the doubt and just like, it'll get better. Yeah, and you'd be like, it'll get better, so let's just stay in a little bit while longer, not knowing mm -hmm. that it's going to still go on this downhill spiral that's going to cause you to, like, you to suffer more trauma. But the thing about that was what happened with me, I would never forget this day. I was sitting in my house. I just got off of work. I really, really tired. I had this big old purple chair. Everybody, that was my big baby. And she told me. Yeah, I remember that. I was, I was sitting in that chair. <laughs> and it was a spray of sun. And I, that, was, that was the Lord. Came over me. And I said, I'm not taking this no more. Mm -hmm. But it still was a process. Yeah. Because I, I started in September and I kept saying, You're gonna have to find somewhere to go. October, it was the same thing. You gotta find somewhere to go. November, I had that same speech all the way to it was December the thirty first. I said, No more. I said, Come on, walk with me. And we walked to the rent office and we separated the knee. And we separated right then. Mm -hmm. It wasn't an easy separation because I had to end up calling the end up having to leave off the property. It was just a whole drama, a whole getting ties flat, mm -hmm. brand new ties, uh, eight, eight, nine thousand dollars worth of damage to my car, all that. At the end of the day, enough was a month. Yep. I had to walk away. And so, I walked away with my life. Yeah, because it could have went a whole different way. And I can remember like me, me like witnessing that whole situation, and I was mm -hmm. just telling my mama like I was like, Mom, Auntie Chris ain't smiling the same, Mama. Like mm -hmm. she ain't the same person. Like 
I can remember you being like, I remember you always being very vibrant, like full of life and all that kind of stuff. No matter, no matter your size, like it was always like good energy, like period. And so when I started seeing like you started being like in the house a lot more and all that kind of stuff. And that's when I started seeing like the weight that you was gaining out of stress, like continually to, to just pour on to you, just pour on to you until the point, like you did feel like, he was the only thing. Cause I remember my mama talking to you like, Chris, you need to leave that Chris. But it's like, when you've been in some in this system or with this person so long, it's just like, you just become complacent and just like, you know what? I mean, it ain't, it ain't perfect. Ain't nobody situation perfect, but this is where I'm gonna stay in. So, and I want you to go to the point, like just explain, like you have this infamous um, prom picture. And I was telling my mom, I was like, look at auntie, man. Auntie was scrutting her stuff, man. Auntie with that shit. And so, so I just want you to go like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what was the, like, when you look at that picture, like, what is the feeling that it revokes when you look at that picture? That picture give me life. Because mm -hmm. I was vibrant. I, I've always been a jolly person. I think within the last 10 years, I, I lost something. I think when I left out of that relationship, it took a lot out of me. Mm -hmm. And I was never the same. Not saying that if something happened, and I, I, I'm trying to get it back. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, but that picture, I was, ooh, you couldn't tell me. You right? couldn't tell you nothing. I was <laughs> Even when I gained weight, I oh yeah, up. for sure. I was the thing. Yeah, but I've been looking like I know this not me, and and people that know me in the past know this not. Oh, me. I know that's not you, because I remember you I, didn't I, let no I, nigga I, talk I, you I, any I, kind I, of way. You don't know about to handle you. You always had to make sure like you was fresh, like mm -hmm. your hair was done. You and my mama, and I was like, dang, like that's auntie. And it was like yeah. this whole culture when you're around your sister and y'all just like doing a thing together. And I'm like, dang, okay, look, auntie. And mm -hmm. then it was like, I start, I start seeing you like slowly declining. Like once you got in that relationship and I'm like, dang, like, nah, man, this ain't good for auntie. But it's just like, you know, you sometimes you gotta let people, it's like, man, it's like, you know what I'm saying? I'm a kid, so I can't really like convey it to you like in its full entirety for you to understand like auntie I, i'm seeing what's going on and this is not the healthiest thing for you and i feel like you know what i'm saying like you remember uh shortly after that you mm -hmm. was in a hospital for like six months in a coma so mm -hmm. what like what is your feelings behind that like how do you feel like what do you feel like happened in that time frame like i feel like something happened to me that i think that God had stopped me for something. Mm -hmm. When I went through what I went through as far as my penis erupting, I'm being in the hospital a whole year, and I'm fighting for my life that whole year. I, I think God was stopping me from something. Something was probably getting ready to happen to me, and he had to sit me down. And when I say he sat me down, he started me all the way over mm -hmm. from a baby, from, like, not walking, I had learned how to walk, talk, eat, everything, think, um, everything, just the whole life, dress, everything, bathe from A to Z. It was a whole process. And I'm still, I was doing better, but 
I fell back in the slump because I don't got that. Well, you know, um, I don't got complacent yeah. and comfortable. And I've been, you know, talking to my doctor. So I'm I'm on a new path to something different. I don't want to say too much about that, but I'm working on it. Yeah. I, I see the where I'm going. It is not a good path. Yeah. You know, and you got to have the vision, vision though. And that's not good because I'm finding myself going back to where I just left and that ain't a good picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I see, I'm like, dang, like, auntie going back that way. And I was like, oh, God, like, this is something that, like, like, damn near like the claims of knife in the first place. So mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, I know that it has to be something because people mm-hmm. don't just, just fall back in a place like that dark for no apparent reason. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was just like, it has to be something. And I could tell, like, it's still certain stuff that you probably think about that's probably mm-hmm. not, like, uh, not so present in your mind, but in your unconscious mind. I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like I feel not I failed as a person because I had a successful life to me. You I did. feel like I failed myself as an individual for it. I had a good career. Yeah. But because of lack of not properly taking care of yourself, or even the right foods are just following suit because I had did, I lost a lot of weight. But I didn't do or follow the plan that I should have had. I allowed myself to go back to that old Chris. Yeah. And it, it didn't help me. It hindered me. Yeah. So now I'm in a, another, I'm back in another situation that I got to get out of because I don't want to go back down that same path. So I'm I'm doing little processes now. I don't really drink drinks like that. Yeah. So I'm cutting out things slowly at a time. I'm not one of the type of people I could just take away something like that. I, I don't do well like that because yeah. I go back to it. I have to have steps to what So I'm that's what I'm saying. Like, And I tell people that all the time, and I think like in the black community, we need to do a better job in making sure that we take care of ourselves, our body, mm-hmm. not just for us, the doctor's part, but as far as our nutrition part. And um, even when people are trying to wing their self off certain stuff, me personally, um, as y'all know, I just got my personal training certification, but we're not going to talk about that. But um, just trying to give people alternatives to start off with. So that way you're getting the healthy alternatives and that helps you turn the corner of eventually cutting it out. But a lot of people think you just go cold turkey and that's not the proper way to do it. So when you find these alternatives, it really helps you to be like, okay, cool. Now I can see it's the healthier side to the point where you may eventually get to the point where you don't need it anymore. But that's what I say. Like we need to do a better job in far as uh, um, the nutrition side and the mental health of, you know what I'm saying, of the situation. Cause we do a bad job. Cause we just like, okay, eat what you want to eat. Like, you know, as long as it tastes good. And sometimes the stuff that tastes good is not always good for you. It's not good for you. you love to smell good well i know i love to smell good and if you do you should go visit levetta hustle smells y'all she has the best soap ever y'all it's handmade it's customizable 
and it's a black owned business yes it's black on so i recommend y'all to go over to Levita hustle smells y'all i got this one soap from her this one time and it had my hands so freaking soft like my hands felt like a baby y'all but it's your well done it's and i'm out and don't forget to go to the better house of smells like eating vegetables but i have done better because i know that eating healthy vegetables the right vegetables and cooking them the proper way is more healthier for yeah. you mm-hmm. so now i want to pivot a little bit and go to another uh what's the name so recently um you had you lost two people um which is your dad um and your uncle derek so i know that had to be a lot for you to experience like that loss like back to back um and like my heart goes out to you um you know we always talk about this but i just know like they were very important to you especially your dad and like just give them a little insight about how that made you feel like knowing well like you lost your dad and that was somebody that like it was just you and him for the longest mm-hmm. okay let me okay i'm gonna talk about Derek first okay Derek was my first cousin we had our moms was sisters my cousin Derek was like my other other lead my other help I could talk to him. He would call me every morning. Oh, worse sometimes. But I missed that phone. <laughs> I missed that phone call. He would call me every morning. Big Jules, what you doing? <laughs> oh, Derek, I ain't doing that. Wake up, baby. And he would always make me laugh. We would always laugh and talk about everything. We hung out a lot, you know. We we just did a lot. I really miss him. I think the latter part of his his life where he was really going through it. I, my car was down, so I wasn't able really to really help him, but I could talk to him on the phone and I would pray for him, but I really miss my cousin, you know, but I know he with the Lord and the Lord needed him more than I did. It, it was hurting, you know, that was my best friend. Um, we shared a lot of secrets, we shared a lot of good laughs. We shared a lot of good talks. You know, it's still the day I sit somewhere and I think about him and I just start laughing and sometimes I cry, you know. Mm. But to lose, you know, he's like a best friend, a cousin, a brother, that kind of hurt me. I, 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 it, it, it was a real click. Yeah. Cause that was, that was my dog. That was my road dog. You know, he was my leg sometimes when I couldn't stand so well. I get a big girl, I do it for you. <laughs> you know, this, yeah. you know that, that was my dog. That was my running mate. That was my partner. And I really miss him to the day. Sometimes I, when I go out and I go somewhere, I be like, dang, I can't get up and say, Derek, I need you to ride with me, dog. And, you know. <laughs> You know, I can't get that phone call no yeah. more. Wake me up, I'd be like, shit, get there early in the morning, sleep. You know. <laughs> See, that's the uh, that's the thing, that, Auntie. You, know, you had the same relationship that I have on Cooter. <laughs> the little thing, yeah. what you think about, and, and now that you think back on it, you be like, dang, man, I wish I 
would would have did a lot of things different. You know, those days where I just didn't want to move. I should just yeah. got on up, been like, let go, dog. You know, <laughs> but you know that be life. You yeah. know, and uh, that 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 took a lot out of me. It, well, it was very hard. And it's still hard today because every time I open up my phone, right when there. I tell you it ain't a picture on there, I don't see my cousin. Yeah. It's either me and him or it's either him cutting up, drinking, doing something. <laughs> and it made me laugh. I said, dang, dog, you gone and I still see you. <laughs> exactly. So that's how I felt. That's how I felt about Uncle Cooter. Like, that was my dog. Like, we went everywhere. Like, his kids, they knew him. But they didn't know him the way I did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they didn't know yeah. like his struggles. They didn't they didn't see him when he had fun. Like a lot of yeah. stuff they weren't around to experience. So when he died, I was like, Golly, bro, this is this is some more yeah. other stuff. And they like they seen Cootie, they seen me. And so yeah. that was like, dang, this is And you know he be like, come on, go to the club. Yeah. He like yeah. and get drunk and to go to sleep inside the car and And I'm like, okay, sure. He'll come in in a minute. So uh -huh. I was like, dang. And I felt that even with Uncle Tyrone, it was the same thing. And I was like, dang, bro. Just, just missing so so many, like, males that was, like, a very yeah, important part of my life. life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, like, to me, even with Uncle Tyrone, like, him always spitting wisdoms, him just mm -hmm. being there, like, that was, that was even when my dad wasn't there. Even yeah, when my dad did come around, yeah. my uncle was still there. We were yeah. still having talks every day. He might mm -hmm. cuss me out sometimes, and I might be like, "Hey, I don't want to hit." But it was just like that. Um, he still had that male influence. Yeah, in and then it's like then losing granddaddy, all mm -hmm. of that kind of stuff. And I was like, even him, we used to be sitting on the couch cussing each other out for hours. And I'm like, "Yeah, dog, this is my dog." Everybody, why you talk to your granddaddy like that? Oh, I know about to stun that old ass fart. And that's just what we used to do. So I can understand exactly where you're coming from. And then um, the loss of your dad, and I can understand, I can really feel for you mm -hmm. because I know when my dad died, exactly mm -hmm. what I went through. I went through a lot of different emotions and there was a lot of stuff I didn't know how to like explain. And so that's what helped, that's what like really made me unpack everything even down mm -hmm. to the relationships I had with other people when yeah. my dad died. And so I can understand, like my heart is, I was like, when I, they told me about it, I was like, oh my God. I was like, dude, you can't yeah. tell me this just happened. I was like, I already know what's going on. And this is, yeah, this is the tipping point right now. Yeah. This, uh, the loss of my dad is, a, is, a, is still a, a, a boy. Yeah. It's a hurt, and I have to continue to pray every day. I miss him so, so, so very much. <laughs> but what, what, um, I miss my dad because my dad was like my mother and my father. Mm -hmm. My dad came and got me when I was 12. I was wild. I was book wild. <laughs> <laughs> I was wild. I was book wild. <laughs> And it, it takes a lot for a man to come and get a child. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that mother and that father. And, and, and put that child in his home and raise them. Yeah. My dad raised me. You know, he, yeah, he did his thing too, but he was there for me. He raised me. And I will always respect my father because my dad told me, he told me this story a long time ago when I was growing up. He said, you know, your mama, when she was passing, he said, she wanted to see me. 
And she pulled me in the room, and they pulled me in the room back there with her. And she told me, she said, do me one thing. She said, make me a promise that you'll take care of my baby. And I could say my dad did that all the way till I was 50. It was nothing that I couldn't ask my dad for. And it was nothing that my dad wouldn't do for me. When I tell you, um, you need the value, your parents, I don't mm-hmm. care if y'all have arguments. I don't care if y'all can't get along. Try to mend it some kind of way. Because when they gone, they gone. Yeah. Ain't no do-overs. You know, yeah. you can't go back and change nothing. Me and my dad, we didn't have a bad relationship. Now, we didn't get along sometimes. You know, <laughs> I remember he, that. He, he, he was bullheaded. Yeah. You know, he, were, he had to be the last one to say anything. He had to be the one to be right all the time. He had to have a last word. And he wanted to dictate everything. He won't dictate you can be driving, you gotta tell you how to drive. You can't just drive yourself. <laughs> that was glad. That was glad all the way. He wants you to go. You know what I'm saying? You can't, but that I want uh 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 listen now, try to tell you what way to go now. Okay. <laughs> right, that was glad. <laughs> you know, me and my dad, you know, we I think I feel a lot better within the last year of my dad because I was able to talk to him yeah. more. I got the serious side of my dad I never seen. My dad was passionate. It took my dad a long time to say I love you. I knew he loved me. But he wasn't the type to say I love you. Say words, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I, and I think as the years grew, he started saying it. You know, it just it was hard in the beginning, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, because he wasn't that, he was glad, you know, he didn't say he didn't love you, but you know, he, it was, my dad showed emotion different way. Yeah. But at the end, my dad was able to talk to me, and i never forget, we were going down 75. He said, Chris, he said, I, I know you, you're going to be the one. He said, you're going to be the one, they're going to be crying, and, 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 and just acting up. He said, I'm finna tell you. I'm okay, baby. He said, I'm mm-hmm. MO. He said, God done gave me a good blessed life. He said, I'm good with it. He said, I don't make my means with God. I ain't afraid to die. He said, whatever happens, gonna happen. He said, I'm good with it. That gave me comfort. I was crying though. I was yeah. crying. Well, I'm I was crying. I was crying like here going down to the five. <laughs> he was going down my eyes. I'm telling you. He was like, don't cry, baby. I said, Mm-mm. I ain't ready for you to go yet. He said, baby, it ain't your call. When God ready for me, I got to go. Yeah. My dad, let me tell you, I, I, counsel is a, is a beast. But my dad beat it. <laughs> My dad might have beat it to live, but he beat it and died. Mm-hmm. Because my dad never complained. If he were hurt, you never knew it. We would be my dad eight to ten hours. Sometime from morning to night, I never heard my dad cry. I never heard him say he was in pain. He just chill. He was jiggly. Yeah. He never cried. He never complained about, oh, Lord. I'm in pain, oh Lord, I'm gonna die. None of it. Yeah. It was just like he was just, you know, sleeping. Or he was just tired. And yeah. as I got to talk to him, I was able to accept. I had accepted him being gone, 
but I was able to breathe a little better. Yeah. I, I cry. Don't get me wrong. I, I cry often. Sometimes I be in the shower. I just start boohooing. I do. Because I miss him. Yeah. I miss him so much. And he pictured right in my living room. Sometimes I'm telling you, one day it was so funny. <laughs> God, don't get me from here. <laughs> I was seeing and I smell weed. I turned around. I know you ain't smoking in my house. <laughs> <laughs> oh but, heck no! Nah. But that was funny because it was my neighbor smoking. But you know, everybody know my dad loves weed. Oh yeah, he loved that weed. <laughs> he was telling my grandma. He said, "Yeah." He said, "Jack." You know, uh, God made deal with God with telling them to stay away from right here in the, in the garden. I was like, "What?" He was like, "Yeah." They he was telling them to stay away from the weed bush. There was no apple. I, <laughs> I said, "Good is crazy." Forget, I was in the hospital, and yo, my daddy and your grandma had the big argument about that weed. Uh-huh. Ooh, that was funny. <laughs> ooh, ooh, uh, ooh, Mama Jack got mad with him. Ooh, <laughs> they were ooh tonight. Well, it, it, it ain't that wrong with it. Mama said, "Yes, dear." Then said, "No, it ain't. It came from the earth." Yeah. Mama said, "God said it went. It went right." He said, "Well, he produced it." Why <laughs> <laughs> I was cracking up? Oh, I think your mom was so mad when she said she just looked at and rolled her eyes. Oh, you know, grandma, grandma, she ain't playing that. She don't hear that oh, about her lord. <laughs> she don't hear that about the lord. Uh-uh. <laughs> it was so funny, but yeah, I, I do, I, and I have to. Um, I have this group that I go to okay. that it's called um Mecca is um it's about like um grief like grief or something. Yeah, it's like black women. You know how black women we don't really talk about our problems. Mm-hmm. A lot of black women we don't talk about our problems. We keep a lot of stuff held in. Yeah. We'll hold it in, we'll we'll just deal with it quietly. So in this group, you able to fail. You able to talk in a space space. You know what I'm saying? And not be judged. We all said it when we get there. There's no judgment. You know, you know, I'm just I'm just speaking. This is what I'm going through. You know, I just want to tell somebody. You know what I'm saying? I want to be in a space where I'm not don't you don't judge me. Exactly. We're we not here to judge nobody. We're here to help. We're here to build up. Yep, you know, and that's what we so, we need more of those type of situations. Yeah, it's a good it's a good thing because we you know black women have been known to be treacherous. You know, it's it's very rare you see a lot of sisters help each other. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to find a good friend. I don't care what you say. If you got a good friend, if you better hold on to them because it's hard to find. Them. Yep. It's hard to find somebody they're gonna be with you when you up. And when you and down, now when you got money, you got. Hey, you know what I'm saying? People do really go through stuff, and people don't mind sharing their stories. But I know, like for us, black women don't talk about the stuff they're going through, and a lot of times they mask it. Even black men, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And a lot of times you're not good. A lot of times you're going through stuff like you can't even explain. But we don't allow anybody a chance to get in to know exactly what we're going through because we're afraid that somebody may judge us or um, our culture um, is yeah and and it's funny like oh, we always like, we always feel like we gotta be so strong they gonna label me who cares exactly maybe if you talk to somebody it'll stop you from killing somebody yep and i'm maybe gonna tell you like you this talk to somebody 
you won't walk around and be so bitter. Yeah, and I would tell you like this. You, I you like I didn't know like I was so skeptical and um how you say it? I was so reluctant to do this podcast because that was one of the things I was thinking. Like, I don't want people to judge me or to think like I'm less than a man because I'm going through, I'm going through things or I'm going through mental things. And so once God decide, um, has been like working on me and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, God, I really don't want to do it because this is very vulnerable and certain stuff that I'm gonna talk about, like I'm still going through but I was like, okay, God, I'm just going to trust in you and just put it out there. You know what I'm saying? And just hope that, you know what I'm saying? Like get people to listen to it or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the reason why I didn't want to do it. Cause you know, like they want men to be so strong and everything is calibrated when it come down to a man, every, his whole worth and everything is confided in money. And that is the, that is his overall worth. So now I'm redefining it for people like men worth is not just in money. It's who they are. It's their morals. It's their their characteristic, their moral. Being strong don't mean just being strong. Being supportive. You know, men get weak. They need to talk to people. And that's why when you marry a person, we, I think dating need to be, it need to be a, a dating on one-on-one because if you get to know a lot of people that you deal with you won't be in situations that you in mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying if we learn to learn a person and give it time to know a person then you know what you really get yourself into mm-hmm. a lot of people they jump into love because it's um sexual yeah it makes you feel good but when the feel good well, you yeah. don't like that person no more. Exactly, and so that's so what it was. Stuck with somebody you don't like, and that's why I try to tell people like, pay attention to the signs. And a lot yeah. of time we be so caught up in the in the love and the the infatuation with that person and their appearance and all that kind of stuff that we look past the mm-hmm. actual signs that let them know like, run like hell. This is not the person. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we 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 go into those situations. Until mm-hmm. it's too late, then we like, dang, I should have just left this mud truck alone. But by that now, time, it's too late. Like when, when that's why I'm starting. Now that I'm older, I don't got the little the player out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, please. Girl, please. You gonna be a player to you, D.I.E. You feel me? No, he got no timid boots on. You good? <laughs> okay, <I'm good>. <laughs> <laughs> and no. If they see me now, they, they said she's sure not gonna turn off your car. <laughs> look, auntie, look, I would be, I ain't gonna cap you down, right? So I see the picture of you. Uh, I see the picture of you on, on Facebook. I told my mom, I said, I said, damn, auntie, like somebody to grab. <laughs> auntie, like she tried to get a little young boy some of that hood put. They're like, nah, that's all right, auntie. I don't want that. <laughs> they come in. They come in as a step granddad already. <laughs> mm-hmm. Stop searching. Yep. Let it find and work you. on you. When, and work on me. See, mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you, God ain't gonna send me nobody yet. I already know that. Cause I, I, I ain't working on me yet. Mm-mm. I ain't ready yet. He, he already told me. I'm not gonna send you nobody. Cause you can't work with nobody like that. Yep. You got to get yourself right first before I send you who I'm going to send you. 
Yeah, and, 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 you know and you gotta be and you gotta be careful with that because you start to accept certain things that's not yeah. something that you would accept if you yep. was at your best self. So yep. that's the thing that you gotta be very careful about. And you gotta mm-hmm. be careful because you want your partner to look at you five years down the line, ten years down the line, and look at you as like, damn, this motherfucker don't miss. This motherfucker's yeah. still looking good. That's the way you want yeah. your partner to look at you. Not look yeah. at you like, why the hell did I chew this mother trucker? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This ain't about nothing. And so we got to be careful about that. So yeah. you can't yeah. never get too yeah. comfortable and get outside yourself. And the yeah. very reason why they was attracted to you in the first place. Yeah. And the thing about that is, too, like I said, I know I, I got to do a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's not an easy journey for me. Cause I, I get a little hole in here. I fall off. Mm. I don't feel lost so many times, but mm. it's about living now. I got I got a purpose and I got a plan. Cause God God let me live for a reason. He had a yep. purpose for me being here. I already know that because He could have took me away. I'm here for a purpose. I know He want me here because He kept me here for a purpose. He took me through a lot, but He brought me here for a purpose. So I'm here for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And you got a why, Auntie? You got Allison. That's your why yep. right there. Yep. And you got, yeah. and that's the one thing, like when you get to those moments, when you're mm-hmm. like trying to be hard headed, that's one thing yeah. you got to tap back into. Cause even with yeah. me, like when I get to those moments, I'm like, like I'm ready to give up or I don't want to do it or this and other. Like I have to tap back into who I'm mm-hmm. really here for. My why is my kids, whether yeah. I don't see one of them or not, like my why is my kids. And that's when I have to tap back into like yeah. this is what I need to be doing, and so even with me, I had to go on a journey where I had to stay away from certain people and certain mm-hmm. energy, just because God, like, no, this is gonna bring you down. This is gonna, mm-hmm. this is gonna cuff you to the point where you're gonna feel paralyzed again, where mm-hmm. you're gonna be in that state where you can't do anything, and this person want to contain you. This person want to mm-hmm. basically lock you down, keep mm-hmm. away all your gifts, and just have mm-hmm. you just in one state. So yeah. with that being said, it was a lot of relationships that I had to take and like, you know what, you look good, baby, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good because I got to stay on this path that God got me on. And it was just like, it, it was like God took me like, you need to go to a place where you start doing your healing, but I also need you to, to administer that healing to other people. And so that sounds like, man, this has to happen for a lot of people just mm-hmm. to get them to a certain point so we can learn how to heal we can learn how to adjust and we can learn how to not be afraid of solitude and get mm-hmm. to a place where when that's when we get quiet we hear first, god's voice the first the first step is healing is loving yourself that's right because and you can love somebody love else yourself, you ain't gonna take nothing else next yep and you can love somebody in their purest form and you yeah, can allow them to true. be them and at that point, you won't be trying to, you can, it can be organic and you won't be trying to control the whole situation, situation to manipulate it. You have to let God place his hand on it. And that relationship yeah. will flourish how it, it has to. That was one of the points that I was trying to get to your brother. And I was like, dude, like, let her be who she is. Experience her. Don't try to possess her because that's not love. Love in no way, shape, form, or fashion have I ever seen that love is possession. Love is not possession. If I gotta control you, I don't need you. Exactly. <laughs> that's too much, right there. Exactly, and that's why I was like, "Dang, bro, you gotta bring yourself out of it." And I, I've had a conversation with him 
that has been um, very on the progression side of everything, like trying to get him to see exactly what he fell short. Now, what I will say about you is that you are starting to be more, um, you have you have developed the sense of to self-assess now. And so mm-hmm. that's what I love. And I just, like, I pray that this go on, like, just keep. Now, I, now I got a journal now. And oh, I, you I, journaling I, now? Yeah, I, I journal. Hey, okay. And I, I write down stuff. So see, when you write down things, you see it better. Yes, that's and even with finances I, and all. I have baby goals. My baby, after I finish my baby goal, I move to the next step. But I try to stick to my goal. Mm-hmm. I try to make sure I'm, I'm taking baby steps because everything is a process. But I write it down. Mm-hmm. See, for me, because I got older. That's what writing my bills, what managing yeah. my money. Even down to that, I said, okay, you know what? Write it down so you can see I it. I got to change some things. I'm sitting here, I'm like, look, now something happened. I, I got, I ain't, you know, my dad don't, ain't got the backbone no more. Mm-hmm. I got good bread, but it's nothing like your parents. Yeah. So now I got to do a whole adjustment. Yeah. Because guess what? If it don't get done, and if I don't do right, I, I, ain't, I can't, ain't nobody got money like that no more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it, it, I, I ain't got no room for failure. You know, I, it's me and the Lord, Lord, it's okay, look here. I'm going to give you one more chance, but this, you got to do right. That's for sure. So, mm-hmm. and that's what I say, like, you, you are developing the, the ability to self-assess. And so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's the first. That's going to be always the great thing. That's the first lesson. Of getting And we also got to take in that. We always have to take that into account because <laughs> a, a child, um, they want the best for you. Um, yeah. They want to see certain stuff. And a lot of times I think like we, us as parents, we take it as though like they want to have their way or whatever the case may be. But sometimes it's just like, this is, this will help them to develop better when we become better. You get what I'm saying? So that's what I think is, I think is the greatest thing uh, by you being able to listen to her and you're being more open to hearing her voice. So that way it's not where the only voice that you hear is yours. So that would help you like, dang, I need, to, this is something I need to do because my I'm hindering my baby at the same time. And I have to apologize for her too because my child is good a lot more, you know, and I, a lot of things she has put in the place of adult and she shouldn't even have to do. Yeah. But I need to do better for myself. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So I find that I, I've been seeing her and I'm saying, okay, 
you gotta change some things. Mm-hmm. You know, you you yo, you going back. You was going forward, but you don't want all of that ground zero. Yep. And that ain't good. You know, you got you got to do something different. Okay, yeah, you doing better. You got your own place here. You're doing good. You're kind of managing your bill. Yeah, that you're doing better. But okay, but still, that well, you still something you Yep. You know, you can't. Hey, you got to, you got to, you got to be around. You know what I'm saying? You got to auntie. Cause I mean, this is like, you don't want anything to take you away from your child, especially mm-hmm. when that is a gift from God. And you know what I'm saying? Coming from yeah. a person that, you know, that wanted a child for so long. And now that you're in that position, like you have to, you have to take and cherish those moments because yeah. certain moments you won't get back. And that's what I had yeah. to understand, even as being a father. Like, and that was what helped me be a better father to my kids. Yeah. So when it's you because go, I understand, go. like, they I can't get know. their moment back. And I don't want my kids to, yeah. I don't want my kid, me to die, and my kids like, I really didn't know my father like that. Mm-hmm. And and the most, the, the best love that you can give to your child is communication. Yep. That, but when you talk. Yep. They, that's what they look for. That's why kids tend to gravitate to the street or to anybody that's listening to them. They don't really have people to listen to them. Children like to be heard. Yep. So you have to listen to them. And so that's why I'm very careful with my kids too is mm-hmm. not telling them like, damn, bro, go on ahead. I don't want to hear that. Because at the mm-hmm. same time, they don't they probably it probably don't make any sense to us but to them it uh-huh. makes some sense the way they bring it up as a conversation piece so yeah. i just try to listen to them and just like okay yup papa and if i don't know the information i'm gonna go and look it up and he's dad how you know that because i looked it up but i ain't gonna tell you that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it may it make you value them when it comes down to their thoughts because you don't never yeah. want them to think like if I do have a serious problem, I'm bringing to my mom or my dad, and they just like, bro, go ahead, I don't want to hear that. So I think I think it's amazing that you do that though, and yeah. I've seen like y'all y'all relationship really flourish over the years. But it's just like certain stuff I know that needs to happen that will yeah. help her to become a well-rounded adult, but also get her to understand like just because they are adults don't mean they don't want to listen or they don't want to understand you. So. Yeah. I mean, you're doing a great job on that on that front, but I just need you to do a little better job on that nutritionist side, so that yeah, way you I can be a little bit more. I've been looking at my Facebook pictures. I saw Facebook people sitting there, be like, "What the hell?" Grandmama, grandmama. Yeah, I, it was so funny because we was in the store. I said, "Lord, I got to get my hair done." But you know, financially, I I wasn't where I was at because. Yeah. Actually, my rent don't want to, so these bills be killing me. Yeah. But I got to find a way where I can do uh, self-help and self-care for myself. Still. Because, yeah. mm-hmm. um, like, that was another reason for me losing the weight that I did and me standing in the gym because I love for my kids to look at me like I'm Superman. Like, mm-hmm. can't nobody beat my daddy. Like, uh-huh. my daddy's the freshest. My daddy is this and my daddy is that and i love that like that response that i get from my kids so mm-hmm. that was one of the things i like bro i gotta stay on this path i gotta stay working out i gotta stay in the gym and mm-hmm. it's just a different it's just a different place different 
when yeah. I'm able to coach them and they're able to see like not only my dad able to tell me what to do, but mm-hmm. this guy really can still do it. So that to me, that's yeah. that's everything. And it makes me feel great just to do those type of things with them and to get the reaction that I get from them. Even I go to their school, they like, dang, your daddy big. Your daddy yeah. like stay in the gym. I'm like, yeah, my dad always be in the gym. So it's like just to have that humble brag from my kids. Is, is everything to me. So and they look up to you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that's one thing that I, you know what I'm saying, pride myself on. So mm-hmm. I, I kid you not, Auntie. Like you are amazing. I want you to keep going, whatever you're doing. And yeah. just stay doing what you're doing. If you ever need like to reach out to me, talk to me, whatever, mm-hmm. you know I'm always available. Um but I just need you to get to a place when you start taking care of yourself. I understand you yeah. you put out a lot for your daughter, but it's just like now you still have to take some time for yourself for and me, get Chris yeah, right. If you right, she going to be right always. Yeah. I, you don't feel long, girl. You got the best. Yeah. That is not you. And I look back at my picture at work. I'm like, oh, Lord, I got to get, I got to be right. I can't, uh-uh. Ain't nobody going to look at me and be like, uh-uh. Don't be looking like the old man is man like my grandmama now. <laughs> like, oh, she used to be the finest thing. Like, no, grandma, then grandma was always manly. Nah. <laughs> so, tell you, just get back to taking care of yourself, Auntie. And you know, I love you. Like, I mean, you are a light in your personality. Like, and I just want people to see like your inner beauty. And mm-hmm. how I see you, I don't see you yeah. as just like, oh, okay, like you know, that's just my little mm-hmm. fat auntie. You know what I'm saying? I see you as like, dang, auntie come in the room and she light the room up. She got a good conversation. Yeah. She's very intelligent, and she can like, you know what I'm saying? She can really make somebody day. So that's what I want you people to see. So I just okay. want to tell you that, and auntie, I love you. Thanks for the interview. Uh, oh, you <laughs> Oh God! But auntie, I love you, auntie. I'm gonna go ahead and go take it in tonight, and all right, baby. 